How's it going, YouTube? This is Eric Abroad with Eric Abroadcast number 19 for Monday, July 31st, 2017. Hey! Thank you guys for joining. If you happen to be new to my channel, I ask you to close out of this video and go check out the main channel, or better, better yet, I was going to say better wet, better yet, check out my main website, ericabroad.tv, where you'll find my videos a lot more organized than YouTube allows. Uh, this is a channel where we discover Japan through traveling, through eating, through uh, language learning, etc., etc., all while living in America. Well, that is actually a temporary thing as um, we have a little news on when I'll actually be going to Japan. If you guys have been watching my Instagram or Twitter feed, I've been pretty excited to announce that my visa has officially come in. Let's get another trumpet. Dun dun indeed. Well, it's a passport, but my visa's in the passport. And uh, we're going to be discussing that in a bit. As, um, as excited as I am, there are some stresses. This channel is not all about just showing the good of Japan. It's showing the good and the bad. So we're going to discuss some of the shit I'm a little freaking out about right now. But I think it's going to be okay. Uh, before we dive into that, I first want to give a shout out to the humble sponsor of the Eric Abroad channel, italki.com. Uh, I recently tried out italki for myself under a trial lesson. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Of course, I always recommend free language learning via going to Japan, making Japanese friends, or meeting someone at your college, whatever, whatever you got to do in order to try to speak in Japanese with another Japanese speaking individual, I recommend that. But for those who can't, and for those who don't have uh, a very easy schedule and you'd like it conveniently done, check out italki.com. It's all done through Skype. Super easy. Uh, if you check out the link below, you can get $10 credit toward your account if you decide to do so. Um, but of course, free is always better if you can figure that out. I also have to give a huge shout out to the generous supporters of my channel. And I had the list here. Damn it. Here it is. Okay. Um, a big shout out. Of course, I have the Patreon channel uh, set up. We're not in Japan yet, but it will be picking up. And we're going to be doing a lot more fun activities and a lot more engagement with you guys. So, but thank you guys for any support you guys have given. Um, but for those who know... The highest tier, I have to give a shout out to individual names of the people who donate to that tier because they they are clinically insane and we have to just address that they are insane. So I gotta let them know here by name. Kirsten, Ethan, G, Paul, and Jacob. That's five individuals in the clinically insane um, donated thing. I believe Ethan is the newest pledge. So thank you, Ethan, for that. I actually, uh, part of uh, that tier is that I send you a personal thank you video. So um, I'm going to be doing that after this podcast, actually. So if you happen to be watching Ethan, that's coming in uh, right after I do this podcast. So thank you for donating. Let's dive into today's podcast. So if you guys have been looking at, uh, like I said, my Instagram or uh, any of my social media shit, my visa came in. I'm super excited for that. Uh, what does that mean, uh, you ask? So basically... For those who may not know, I have been working toward getting a job in Japan. I was offered a position in Japan to teach English, which is basically any foreigner trying to go to Japan, trying to get a job there, you're going to be teaching English more than likely. Uh, so it's not an uncommon thing. However, uh, my job that I'm applying for is a little bit not so like streamlined. It's not as famous of a school. It's a school that's only been around for a couple years. It's local. Um, it's doing really well and it's expanding, but it's definitely not like a known school by any means. It's a local school to the area that I studied abroad. So through the slow communication of emailing and trying to uh, get answers or questions answered without being too obnoxious and me trying to like be like, hey, what about this, this, this? Because I have like a laundry list of questions, you know, on details and stuff, but I don't want to like overwhelm my boss as he's really busy and we're trying to figure that out. But um, <laughs> so that's going to discuss or that'll, that's going to lead into some of the stresses we need to talk about today as far as miscommunication. And this will apply to anyone who is trying to apply for a visa in the future. Um, I always hope that through my experience, I can give you guys some advice of things to do and not to do. Um, and I found a few things that there was a little miscommunication and I'm a little stressed about it. Kind of. I think it's going to be fine though. But at the time I was a little worried. Um, I made a little list here just to make sure I'm on track because I had a few different things I want to talk about <laughs> really quick. Um, so I, I literally just posted this on Twitter. I just thought it was fucking funny because I, literally before I started this podcast, I was like, all right, I'm pumped. We're going to talk about, you know, there's a lot of good things. There's a lot of stressful things coming up, but I'm ready to discuss it. And right before I was about to hit record, my phone starts going off. And lately with, I, I don't know about an iPhone, but I'm, I have an Android phone. Now, if there's a, a phone call from some kind of like, like a, someone that's likely a scammer, like a scamming phone call, 
it says likely scam as the contact. Like, it's just an automatic thing, I guess, now. So usually I ignore him, but for some reason I was like, all right, fuck it, and I answered it. But without, usually I go like, hello, this is Eric. I try not to do that now, because you never know. It could be the IRS coming after you, like, you don't know who it is. So I answered, I'm like, hello? And they're like, hi, is this Eric? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and they're like, Eric, uh, you recently won um, a raffle, which I thought was bullshit. But here's the thing. They said, Eric, uh, we just want to let you know that the raffle that you entered in at the Portland Blues Festival. And I was like, wait a minute. I was there. I was there on 4th of July, just like three weeks ago. And I entered a raffle. I specifically signed this thing and I turned it in. I said, yeah, I've never won a raffle in my life, mind you. So I'm a little like, wait a minute. And she goes, we just want to let you know, congratulations. You have won the raffle. Now, I, I don't even remember what the raffle was for. I just filled the damn thing out. And I, I, I you know, I filled it in and I'm like, Really? For the Blues Fest, you say? And she goes, yeah. You have won a trip for two to Las Vegas. So me, I'm going crazy. I'm like, holy shit, like in my head. I'm like, excuse me? She said, you've won a trip for two, uh, all access paid or, you know, what do they call it? Like all, whatever, just paid, everything's like paid for, for uh, California or Vegas. You can choose either one. And I said, well, holy shit, really? That's awesome. And she said, yeah, we just have a couple of questions we wanted to confirm with you before we go through this. I'm like, absolutely. <laughs> First question. She goes, so are you married? She said, are you married or single? They, here's the thing is here's how she asked it. You're going to laugh at me in a moment, but just this is how she said. She said, are you married or single? Or sorry, are you are you married or dating? Is how, what she said. I apologize. She said, I, I already ruined the story. She goes, are you married or dating anyone at the time or at the moment? And I said, no, I'm actually single. And she says, well... <laughs> this raffle was for couples only so unfortunately you're no longer qualified have a good day sir hung up i fucking blew it i fucking blew it the one time i've won anything in my whole life i've never won anything in my life i mean going to japan no i didn't win that i've earned that shit i i like to believe i've been working really hard for that i won this shit and I was like, a trip to Vegas before Japan? How, like, how better could I celebrate a trip to Japan by going to Vegas for free, winning some money, and bringing it back, and putting that down on my apartment in Japan? That's what's going in my head. Uh, no, I'm single. <clears throat> Fucking idiots. I blew it. I blew it. So I posted it on Twitter. <laughs> I posted it on Twitter and Facebook. And I don't use Facebook a whole lot, but I, I posted it on there and like I wasn't expecting much and like instantly it like blew up Everyone's giving me so much shit any like family friend or person I know or is like why didn't you just say you were dating a friend? Why didn't you lie? Well, if you heard me before she said are you married or dating anyone not? Well, are you married or single like it was you know what I mean? It was like she was like it sounded like she was asking like do you happen to be dating? No, I don't happen to why do you ask? Because you're not qualified. And I got fucking thrown down the... Ah, oh, oh, I got thrown down the pit. I don't know what I'm even saying anymore. I was... that. I just thought that was funny because that was literally right before I was about to start the podcast. And I had to like sit back for 10 minutes and just like collect myself because I was... It kind of killed my buzz <laughs> in a lot of fucking ways. Um, although I'll say this. She... I didn't post this on the Twitter, but she said, um, well, unfortunately you don't disqualify or sorry, you don't qualify. Um... But we will re-answer your raffle for a chance to win $2,500. And if you win, we'll send it to you. And then she hung up. Um, so if I win twice, well, then fuck yeah. But let's be honest. We're not going to win that money. So uh, if we did, um, I promise that money will go toward immediately. It's going to go toward a big tower computer. I'll tell you right now. If I win $2,500 cash, here's what's, what I'm going to do with it. Uh, because I've already saved up money for Japan with my apartment and stuff. That's all pretty much good to go. If I win $2,500 cash, like out of nowhere, I'm putting, <clears throat> I'm putting, let's see, I think I would put, because I need to buy a new computer. I'm going to buy a computer, but I also need to buy like monitors and shit, which can get expensive. I'll say this. If I win $2,500 right now, sorry about that beeping, by the way, that's not going to end. Uh, temporary room has an, a, a beeping that never ends and it just doesn't end. So it's great for a podcast, right? If I win $2,500 cash, I think I'm going to put $1,200 to $15 down on a computer alone. I know that's crazy, but it's it's like if I win money, it's mine. I can do what I want with it. I'm buying a computer and a three-monitor setup, and all the monitors are going to be the same. It's going to look legit. 
And then the other thousand, I actually have no idea. <laughs> Maybe put that toward a YouTube thing. Like I have cameras. I'd probably buy a new camera lens because I do need a wide angle lens. Anyways, it would basically I'd buy I'd basically invest all that money into computer and like camera shit, I think. I think. And then maybe a little bit a little bit for the fun there on the side there. Um but that was a fucking disappointment. I'm really upset, kind of well, just kind of bummed out because again, that was the first thing I've ever won. I just thought it was funny because the timing on that couldn't have been any worse. Um, okay. So I mentioned that uh you know, I'm super stoked and I, you know, in my head, I've been waiting. I'm like, oh man, when I get the pat, when I get my work visa for Japan, after all, I get all my docu documentation and get my, my plane ticket and like where the apartment's ready and we're ready to go. I'm going to make a podcast and I'm going to be so pumped in that podcast. Like just in my head, I'm picturing this, like I'm going to be so amped up and like so stoked. It's just going to be a good vibe. Um, okay. <laughs> well, here's the real case. Here's the reality. So I'm gonna, okay, so I mentioned before that m the school I applied for is kind of a local school, right? So I'm technically the first American citizen to be like being hired by my boss. Like he's never gone through the legal documentation process of getting an American into Japan. So he told me right off the bat, like, you know, if there might be weird rules with America that I'm not aware of, um, can you ask the Jap like your embassy and just check and make sure there's nothing weird? And I said, sure, and I did. I called, I said, hey, like my boss, he wants to know if there's anything I should know about. They said, no, it should be fine. You sound like you know what you're doing. I said, sweet. Um, so we thought we're squared away, right? So let's discuss a few things. First thing, here's the first thing. So um, I got my visa last week, but here's what happens is note to anyone who's applying for their visa in the future. I didn't know this and they didn't tell me this at all. Even in that phone call where I asked like, what do I need? They didn't tell me any of this shit. When you go to, so you receive your COE, which is your certificate of eligibility from the Japanese government. That allows you to go to your embassy in your said country and pick up a visa, basically. You, you turn in the application and you get the visa in like two days. Um, so I got my COE. That's the most difficult part of this whole process. I get it. I'm so stoked. I go immediately downtown uh, with my uh, visa application and I turn it all in. And she says, well, it looks here that uh, you haven't purchased a plane ticket yet? And I was like, yeah, you know, I'm waiting for my visa. Why would I buy a plane ticket if I don't know if I'm legally allowed to go to the country? You know, if I'm legally allowed to work there, why would I buy a plane ticket? Um, and she said, well, it's actually the other way around. You're supposed to block. You're supposed to. I can't speak today. I apologize. I apologize. I can't speak today. Um, I, I actually got called into work today with a friend. So I'm a little tired. That's probably I mean, I usually am not very good at speaking anyways. But back to the story. I turn in the application and even before I went, oh, let me backtrack. Before I went to turn in the application, I told my boss like, Hey, um, I'm on my way to turn in the application. Actually, sorry. Three days before my COE arrived, I just preemptively was like filling out my, uh, visa application at my house. I printed it off and I was filling it out, just having it ready so that when my COE arrives, I can literally just go downtown and turn it in. Right. So I fill out everything, get all my information. I asked my boss, like I needed his birth date and like his, uh, home address and shit. I get all that. And then I say like, well, what should we do about the plane ticket? Because he's buying my plane ticket. So I'm like, you know, I was kind of hoping you'd buy my ticket by now, but if not, like, what should we do? Because we have to write down, it asks specifically on your uh, visa application, uh, what airline are you going to be using and what day will you be ar arriving in Japan? So I left it blank and I asked him like, you know, um, what should I put that put down for that? And he said, well, you'll we'll know after we get the ticket. So I was like, okay, that's obvious answer, but okay. So I go to, I, I, my my thinking of that when I hear that is him saying like, well, we'll figure that out after you get your visa. We'll get you a plane ticket. It'll be fine, right? It's That's not what he meant at all. What he meant, and I guess apparently this is what he had in mind about like him buying me my ticket. And I wasn't sure if this was the case, but now it's confirmed. He wanted me to buy the ticket myself in America just because it's easier to buy your own ticket using your own name and stuff. Buy the ticket and when you get to Japan, bring like, you know, the receipt and we'll, we'll reimburse you as soon as we can or whatever like that. So... Um, which I probably would have preferred if he bought the ticket just so I don't have to hassle with that, but it's not really a big deal. I was like, okay, I can do that. Um, but the problem was I didn't know he wanted me to do that. So, you know, I didn't know what day, like what day do you want me to arrive specifically? Like, are you going to pick me up from the airport? I, you know, again, I don't, I didn't, it's hard doing all this communication through email because I don't want to just send him like a laundry list of questions. Cause he's a really, he's really busy. And I've been asking my other employer, like if I don't get an uh, email response right away, I'm like, Hey, how, is he busy? Like, 
I kind of have some questions that he can answer. And he's like, yeah, he's been really busy. I'll let him know that you're like waiting for the email, but he knows that you're talking to him. He's just busy. I'm like, okay. Um, which is still kind of stressful, but I'm like, I understand. That's fine. I don't want to be too much of a burden. I mostly just want to figure out my plane, my visa and my apartment because those are very important. And, um, so yeah, he basically said like, well, you'll know after you buy your ticket. And I'm like, okay. So I go to the embassy. I go to turn it in and she says, huh, it says here you, it looks like you haven't filled out the, the airplane thing. Uh, which, which flight are you taking? And I said, well, I haven't bought the ticket yet. And like I said, she said, no, it's the other way around. You have to buy it first. So I'm like, oh, well, I don't know what day my boss wants me to arrive in Japan. I'm pretty sure he's buying my ticket because at the time I didn't know that I was supposed to buy it. Um, so that's going to take a few more days. I don't really want to wait that long. What, what can I do? Can I just put down like blank for now and just buy the ticket later? And she said, well, we have to specifically have the date that you're arriving. And I said, God damn it. Cause I didn't know, like, I don't know what date works for my boss. Cause it depends, you know, time differences and shit. I'm like, I, I don't know. And she's like, well, like here's, here's actually, this kind of agitates me, but again, listen to my advice. But like this, this, she did kind of throw me off. I'll say this as well. Um, she said, well, like we, we do have to put something down. So why don't you write just something random down? Like, uh, I don't know, August 20th. And I said, okay, I'll just put that down. The, with that tone, again, this is where miscommunication and misinterpretation go a very far, go very, like, they can be very drastic. And this was one of my biggest concerns with this whole process is that I'm going to misunderstand something or when my boss said, like, I'd like to hire you. I'm like, wait, is he saying that, like, theoretically or is he actually hiring me? And that's why I was, like, not sure if I even had a job. And that's, I went in March to confirm, met the guy. He was like, yeah. And we filled out, you know, the, the contract. So I'm like, okay, I think I'm understanding. I think we're actually good. Now, right when we're at the end of it, all this shit's piling on. So let's just let's just pile through them here. Um, so yeah, the lady, she's just like, why don't you just write down the date, like August 20th and like an, a, a random airline. She says this. And I said, okay, uh, United, first one that comes to my head. Also one of the most expensive airlines out there, commercial airlines. United for August 20th. She said, okay, well, we'll, we'll contact you as soon as it's ready. Sweet. Um... I get a phone call. Sorry, I got like some <coughs> some throat thing going on. I apologize if I got like a I'm gonna mute the mic here. A little phlegm action there, I apologize, gross. Um so I get a call and I said, Hey your visa's ready and I said, Oh sweet. So I go to pick it up and I and I'm as I'm picking it up, I like grab it and she said like, Okay, so just be sure when you buy your plane ticket that you go on this date. And I said, Oh, I, I thought that it was kind of flexible. And she goes like, no, it's pretty, it's pretty strict. You have to go on this date. And I said like, well, I already bought a plane ticket for the 18th. And she goes, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, when, I don't know, your tone didn't seem very specific. It sounded like we could maybe update it. Like, you know, I just bought this ticket. Like I couldn't go on the 20th because it's, it was the, the ticket was like twice as expensive. So I bought one, not for United. It was like China airlines. Cause it's the cheapest one. And I bought it for the 18th. Is that okay? And I actually, that, that makes me sound stupider. I called in before I went in just to ask that question. Like, hey, can I buy a ticket? And a different lady said like, yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. Like, she's like, technically it says the 20th, but you should be okay. So I said, okay. I then go to the embassy and I tell this other lady that. And I'm like, yeah, um, I called someone and they said that the 18th should be fine. And she said like, oh, um, and she looked really concerned. And I was like, oh, God damn it. Did we just blow this? Like we could have just bought a ticket on the 20th. Well, United would have been really expensive, but I could have bought one on the, I think that the important thing is the date. Um, but that being said, my confusion was this. I thought what that meant was that my visa doesn't activate until the 20th, meaning that like I wouldn't be allowed to, even in the country until the 20th. So I start freaking out like, oh shit, I'm going to have to buy another ticket or something or sit in an airport for like three days waiting for it to activate. I don't think that's the case because on my visa, it says it's already activated, like it's already valid. The only problem is, is in the computer, it says arrival date the 20th. But because I did phone in and called the embassy and said like, hey, I think I'm arriving on the 18th instead. She said, okay, we can't change the date from the 20th, but I'm gonna put an, in parentheses um, that you are arriving on the 18th, possibly. Like I'm leaving a note so that when they pull it up on their computer, they will see like possibly the 18th. And she said like, Legally, I can't guarantee you that that means it's 100% good, but she's like, honestly, I've worked in this a long time. You should be fine because things happen all the time where like special circumstances, you have to buy a different plane ticket. Just tell them, you know, whatever. So like, I think like if I had to make an excuse, I'd just be like, yeah, we had a ticket planned for the 20th, but I don't know, the card 
didn't work. I don't know. You could kind of say anything, right? And be like, we had to buy a ticket for the 18th. I apologize. And hopefully they let us in. That one, like, I'm stressed about it, but I'm not because I know that at least on the 20th, I'm guaranteed to come in. So, like, worst, worst case scenario, I would be stuck at the airport for two days, which sucks ass. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm in Japan, I have all my luggage, and, like, they're like, well, you'll be here for two days. You know, that sucks. And I'll be on my phone, I guess, the whole time. I guess I, I could go live on Periscope and Instagram and all that, and you guys can share my misery because that's going to really suck. But I wouldn't be that stressed. Like, it would suck, but I'd be like, okay, this was just some miscommunication. I can live with this. Like, it's, you know, it'd be a funny story and a good, again, an experience that I can share with you guys as, like, I'm the guinea pig here, right? Um, I don't think that's going to be the case, though, to be complete. I just have a feeling that it'll be fine. I can just explain I had to buy a new ticket, blah, blah, blah. And even, yeah, I think it'll be fine. Um, but there's 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 more to the, the miscommunication that's following this. So the next thing I wanted to discuss, and it's the thing that I'm actually, I'm a little, I'm a little stressed out about right now. And it's not like bad enough that it's again, at the end of the day, I am excited. Let's, I'm not even, you know, let's, let's, let's remind ourselves. This is a happy day. I'm excited. I'm going to Japan, you know, but it's one of those things where like I've for so long, I've been kind of building up, not an image of my head of like Japan, but just this whole process. I'm like trying my best to avoid as many like pitfalls or any like things that could go wrong as much as possible so my boss you know months ago when i signed the contract that i'm going to be working with him i said like should i start looking for apartments now like should i like maybe like look at some places and then when my visa comes in we can like you know like go through with it and he said let's not worry about apartments until after your visa comes in because i can't even put a down payment on an apartment for you until that comes in so there's kind of no point i said okay but that being said i still went in and I looked at apartments for like endless hours on because it's fun, you know. I'm I'm trying to see like okay, and I'm you know I'm still learning Japanese, so some of the kanji and stuff that are on there and that they use for specific like words that you'd only see when doing real realty stuff or like you know real estate agents and stuff. I was able to like oh, okay, that's what that means. Okay, and like figure this out. And there's different like deposits that Japan does that's a little different than America. Um, so figuring all that was fun, and I found my ideal apartments. I even found a few, like, top three, and I was like, I, I sent it to my boss, like, hey, just, just throwing this out there. Like, if we are looking for apartments soon, I'm interested in these three. What do you think? Kind of thing. And, he, and, he, and here's the thing. This is, the, this is a, again, one of those, like, miscommunication things, is I would send him those emails. He said, like, yes, please send me any uh, apartments that you're interested in. I'd love to, you know, take a look at it. And I said, okay. So I sent it to him and he would give me feedback. He'd be like, oh, that location might be a little too far. Like, could you possibly find one that's a little closer? I just think that's a little too far. I said, okay, thanks. Like, you know, he's giving me, he's giving me advice. I personally thought it wasn't too bad, but I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, and then, so I keep sending him these things up until I get my visa, right? So I finally get my visa and I reply to him saying like, hey, I got my visa. I told him everything about the dates with the airlines. I'm like, hey, I bought my plane ticket. It is for the 18th, even though they said the 20th. So I'll keep you updated, but... They inform me that it should be fine um, and that it shouldn't be an issue. But even if it is, I'll let you know. Um, can we start talking about apartments now? Uh, I sent you a few, you know, through emails a few weeks ago. Do any of those look good for you? Because I found, I'll tell you, I found some apartments that were probably like a little pricier than I was hoping, but they were everything I was looking for. Like every, like basically my preferences, and I may have mentioned a few times, I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but um, basically I'm trying to find an apartment cause you know, Japanese apartments of course are very small and I don't have a problem living in a small space, but here are kind of the things that I've just kind of looking at them and kind of like envisioning in my head, how I would furnish it kind of my necessities here. So the first thing, basically the first thing, and if this isn't in here, I just click out of it. If the, um, uh, the toilet isn't a washlet as in like the, the boudet, Japanese like spray toilet I don't even look at it <laughs> if it, I mean you can buy them at the store but they're expensive if, if an apartment doesn't have that in there I don't even consider it and 90% of them do um so no air conditioning and no washlet I don't even look at it um second one or third I guess uh it has to be a one-year lease a lot of them are two-year leases um but my my visa and my work contract are technically annual um, so if I happen to get laid off at the end of the year or something like that I'd have a few months that I'd have to find a new job, renew my visa, and apply for a new apartment. I couldn't do a two-year because I'm not technically there for two years. Like, technically, I'm planning on it, but yeah. Um, so those are all important. You know, there's a few things in different sizes, and, like, I wanted a pretty nice kitchen because I like to cook, you know, 
Japan, um, some of the stoves have a fish oven, which is pretty common, but the cheaper apartments do not have that. So I was trying to find one that has that because I think it's cool. I want to make some YouTube videos about cooking in Japan, so I thought that'd just be a fun thing to have. Um, of course, you want the in Japan, they have the toilet separate from the bathroom, which is considered a little bit just more like standard. And if they are together, it's kind of not trashy, but it's a little bit like cheaper. And I was like, all right, I want the separate. I want to go full Japan here. I want to do it legit, and I don't want to look like a I don't want to look like a peasant. So, and it's pretty common to have it separate too. It's only like the really cheap apartments that have it like together. Um, and then aside from that, like on top of all those things, like you know, those are just like kind of little things that I want for sure. But and most apartments have that. But the biggest one is I do a lot of YouTube stuff. So I want to have, um, I don't necessarily need a big space. I just need space that is kind of separated. Like basically I would like like a kitchen, living room, maybe office space all in one room and then a bedroom in a separate space. You know what I mean? I need some kind of like, not just one big ass room. Unless it was like a huge room, you know, like just some big like loft or like ma massive thing. I either need an apartment with like a loft that I can kind of separate and put my bed and stuff up there and have the office downstairs with like a kitchen or the other way around, you know? And I found an apartment that was just like that. It was like no loft, it was no like floors or anything. It was just one like flat thing. You basically, you'd go in the apartment, um, it had the, the bathroom, the, to the, oh, sorry, the bathroom, like the bath, bath, the toilet room, uh, the laundry machine, the sink, the mirror, all that stuff was in its own little section in the entryway. Then you'd go into a door and it had the kitchen in the main living room, which was a pretty decently sized living room that I could definitely put an office and possibly my TV and like a, like a coffee table. Um, in Japan, they use a, a coffee table. Not everyone, but most people have one. It's called a kotatsu. Um, it's essential. You'll see if you watch like anime and shit, I guarantee you've seen it. It's basically a table where in the winter you can add a blanket to it and there's a he electric heater that is underneath the table and you plug it in and it like heats everything underneath that blanket. So you put your feet under there and can kind of just lay down on like a pillow and watch TV. Uh, Japanese people love to sit on the floor. It's a lot more common to kind of just lay down or sit on the floor. Um, and so I was thinking that would be my living room. I just have a little kotatsu thing. That's where I'd eat my food. I'd have a little te a TV there. I almost said telebi. <laughs> That's what they call it there. And um, my little office space. And then there was a separate room that was really small, but it was a bedroom. So I could put a bed in there and my clothes and like a mirror. And that's good. And I was like, this is perfect. And it was literally located like five minutes outside of Namba, which is like a crazy cool like party city, but it's also near where I'm going to be working. Um, so I was like, this is perfect. I sent it to him. I was like, this is what I'm interested in. Please let me know. And here's the bummer is again, this is like the misinterpretation. This is probably number three on this podcast where he was like, you know, once we get closer to your visa, we can discuss it. He even said, please send me some places you're interested in, things like that. And I was like, sweet. Here's what I didn't understand. And here's another funny thing about Japan in that although it's a very like advanced, it's a very uh, first world country and very technologically advanced and very convenient and like all this shit in a lot of ways. It's also super backwards and um, kind of old school and dated in a lot of other ways. For example, fax machines are still a thing. Home phones are still a thing. Things like that are still kind of like a common thing, like going to the bank in person rather than doing your banking online. I mean, I'm sure you can, but it's like those kinds of things um, that I feel like in America are, have been gone for like 10, 15, 20 years. They're kind of like going away. Japan definitely still does it. Like sometimes you still feel like you're in the 90s in Japan or you'll see like someone with a flip phone because that's the phone they use for work and their other one is an iPhone. So even though it's still, they're still like new school, they're also old school. There's just some things where you're just like, oh, that's weird that they do that here. Why are they so like outdated in that sense? And that's just Japan. And I, I couldn't name them all, but there's a lot of little things like that. Um, so this was a case where I sent him the thing and he said like, Eric, that apartment looks nice, but um, unfortunately we he's like i don't like to apply for apartments through like this kind of an online website like it's basically a website that helps you find apartments like it searches for you and then you do it reasons i'm not sure like there might be fees or something he has to pay honestly he's like i just don't do it um he said i think it would be better once you get to japan for both you and i to go to a real estate like office place and talk to a real estate agent and help have them help us find a place and my first reaction was like damn it because um, I, I was pretty stoked to have a little bit of control over like my place. Like that was my one thing where I, I asked him like, you know, when, and again, I, this is, this is going to sound like I'm complaining and stuff. And it, it, I guess it could be, but we're looking at the good and the bad. And this is one of, this is part of like the stress in the parts where I'm just like, I'm stoked for Japan, but there's some stuff I'm a little concerned about. Biggest run right now is my apartment. So 
again, when, um, when I was applying for the job position and he said like, well, how would you like to handle the apartment? Like what, what, how would you like us to do this? And I said like, because some of the employees, they live together in a share house to save money. Some of them have the company find them a place and pay for it through that. And I'm like, well, if it's okay, I'd like to find my own place. Like I'd love for the company to pay for the rent out of my salary, which helps avoid taxes because if you pay for it out of pocket, um, there's taxes that get involved and you have to pay like an extra, you know, thousand, two thousand every year or something like that. So if you have your company pay for it, basically like say you made, I don't know, let's just, just for argument's sake, you made a thousand dollars a month. It's not a lot of money, but say you made that much and you're, and then the place they basically take out your rent and then give you the remainder is what the idea is. And I thought that's great. And it also just makes it you know easier because I don't have to personally pay anything. It's just automatic. I'd rather have him do it. Why not? Um, but I said, like, I'd love to find my own place. Is it okay if I look online, try to find a place and send it to you? And he said, yeah, absolutely. But I think what he had in mind was it's more like he, like, I think he was kind of assuming that I would find a place direct as in like, oh, I found the owner of this place who's selling it. Can I give them your contact information so you can talk to them? Kind of like if I, if I was like walking down the streets and found like a for sale sign and got that information and gave it to him. I think that's like, I don't know how he expected me to find that through maybe some websites do do that. And I mean, there are things like that, but I think it's like the companies that are involved with those apartments that are online, there must be some kind of fee or something like shady or something that my boss doesn't like. And he didn't dive into it. He just says, I don't use these websites. And I said, oh, okay. So that was my first thing was I was just a little bummed because, you know, I was stoked to be like, oh, he's giving me the freedom to find my own place. I'm going to find the perfect place for myself, like what I want. And like me, I'm 25 up. I've never lived alone in my life. I mean, I've, I've lived alone, but with roommates, but I've never had like a single apartment to myself before. Um, so I was stoked to just buy like a place that's mine. One where it's not like, oh, I have to consider this other person. Like even I lived with six months for another Japanese girl. We weren't dating, we're friends, but we had to like consider each other's space and split things in the kitchen and you know, all that stuff. Um, I was like, I'm going to buy my own place. I'm going to go to Ikea, furnish as much as I can, go to the dollar store, get a bunch of little kitchen supplies. I'll have like a plate, a bowl, a spoon, you know, things like that. I'm like, I'm just kind of getting stoked. I'm like, this is going to be my zone. It's always going to be clean because I'm the one doing it. I'm the only one making a mess. It's going to be great. I'm going to get like an air filter. So there's no dust. You know, I was just, I was getting excited. Um, and I still am excited. And I think even if we go, have to go to like a real estate place, um, what my prep is now, and I guess what my job is now leading up to Japan is I need to, and I now, if anything, it, it, at first I was like, man, what a waste of time me spending all those hours looking for the perfect apartment. Let's be honest, it wasn't. I, I, I want, I learned a little bit about how, you know, apartments work in Japan, how the job hunting or like apartment hunting actually works looking through online sites and stuff. But I also found like what there is and what there isn't and kind of like within the, you know, X price range, what you can expect to get. So I think now what my ideal thing is to, is to drop like a couple like scenarios. Like I would love to pay this much or less with these amenities and I want it to be in this area and I, blah, 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 blah. I don't need a car because I don't, well, I don't have a car, so I don't need a place that has like a parking garage. I just need a bike spot because I'm going to have a bike. Can you work with that? And then give it to them and maybe they can find some stuff. Excuse me. Um, so that's kind of my, so in that sense, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, okay, maybe it'll be okay. When I show up, I can tell them my preferences. Um, but of course there's that gut feeling at the bottom, it, you know, the bottom of my stomach where I'm just worried like, man, I feel like I'm really not going to get what I want. Um, like they're going to base like in my mind, they're going to show me like, all right, here's five locations, please pick one. And like, none of them are like perfect. And I'm like, God damn it. All right. This one. And like, you know, I wanted the one with like the, the, the brand new shower room just cause it's nice. And you know, when it's up to you, you can spend hours and just sift through. I was like, no, 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 maybe. And I, I took all the maybes, put all those together. So I, I mean, you can even see here, this is actually some notes. I had five apartments listed here. And these were like the pros and cons for each one. And I was, I was weighing them out. I was like, oh, I could live in either or five of these, but which one is the best? And I found that one, the one I just mentioned to you guys. And I, so I sent that to my boss. Um, so <clears throat> again, it wasn't a total waste of time, but it was a bummer. Um, I guess now I just kind of have to know like what it is that I actually want and be able to like, uh, to, like, uh, clearly communicate that because again the whole topic on this thing has been miscommunication this whole podcast has been discussing that and um it's unfortunate and it's something that i've been kind of you know worried about like leading up to this whole thing like man there's definitely going to be some miscommunication i hope it's not like drastic um but 
let's be honest at the end of the day none of this is is it's not the end of the world by any means i'm still going to japan there may be visa issues there may be apartment issues oh and we're going to talk about one more thing about the apartment because there's one more thing with that so here's my other concern is i was stoked you know to be able to find a place and be like hey maybe i could i could wire you some cash or whatever and you could put a down payment down on the apartment so i could have it so that when i get to japan i could basically just take a cab there or whatever you know like maybe wait two days and then be able to move in like instantly um let's not waste time i want to get started that'd be cool and then i could spend a week furnishing it because it's going to take time to do that now what i'm a little worried about is um i was i I was asking him like so can we please find an apartment still and he's like yeah of course we'll go to the place but he's like until you find an apartment we're gonna need like a place for you to stay and i was like god damn it you're right um and i was kind of thinking about that but i wasn't really sure if like that was actually what the case that i was like could we go to the real estate place like when i first get there and then like i could just stay in a hotel for a couple nights until that's ready and then go like what's what's the situation so the last email i sent to him this morning was a response to that he said like I asked him, like, do I need to book a hotel or anything? Like, is there any time lapse between finding the apartment and stuff? And he said, like, I'll let you know, like, where you can stay. And he's like, is there anything that you had preference in or something like that? And I said, like, not really. Like, he was like, would you want to do, like, a homestay or something like that? I'm like, no. Like, I've already done that. And I'm not – like, if I was to do a homestay, like, live with a Japanese family or something like that, I feel like that'd be something, like, longer term. Like, I'd want to get to know the family and, like – talk to him i don't want to like get to know this whole family and then leave in a week like what's the point of that it's kind of a waste of time and um i i just i was like you know i just kind of want like maybe and i I suggested i'm like well i don't really care no matter where is fine let's be honest but um i suggested i said the last time i came in march i used airbnb uh and i I don't think everyone in japan knows what it is i said like airbnb is a website where you can find uh it's like it's like getting an apartment or getting a hotel but you stay in real people's apartments and you can get them alone whatever and they're really cheap um i said the last time i came to japan that's what i did um if it's okay with you like how well first i asked how long do you think it'll take to get the apartment that's i guess that's my biggest concern and if i got a response like right now i'd either be more stressed or really calm because if he tells me like oh we'll, we'll go look in two days and probably have you in by the end of the week if he says that i'll be like that's fine you know no matter what you where you put me you could, you know, put me in a garage. It's just a few days. I don't really give a shit. Um, so I was just asking, I was like, well, like, is it going to take like a week, like more than that? Like if it was just a week or so, um, I don't mind looking for like an Airbnb or something like that. If that's something you're interested in, because let's be honest. I mean, (laughs) you can tell I'm getting more stressed as I talk about this. I'm like getting myself freaked out, but I got to remind myself (sighs) it is going to be fine. But, um, these are the things that are going through my head right now. And the reasons why I am jumping for joy slash also just a little concerned. Um, um, I lost my train of thought. Basically, uh, I really did lose my train of thought. My sound effects died. I was going to put on the Jeopardy thing, but, um, um, yeah, I mean, just talking about the, I mean, I know what we're talking about. Just this whole thing. I just, I I thought I had a point that I was going to make. I apologize. I got to answer this phone call. Hang tight. It was not the raffle. That was my brother. Um, yeah, I mean, so long story short, I'm just like, hey, like, oh, so my what I was gonna say was that, um, you know, let's be, I'm leaving in like two weeks, so I'm, I, I, me in my head, I'm just like, aren't you like a little concerned that we're doing this really last minute? And let's, I'm okay. To his credit, I'm not trying to bash my boss in any way because he's a really nice guy and I met him, but. It is his first time kind of going through this process because I believe all the other employees who did this, like I said, um, basically the company owned a few different homes and they were, they'd offer the, the, the teachers like, would you like to just rent out a room here? And you could do that. And they're like, yeah, it's almost like a dorm kind of thing. But I was like, man, I'm an adult. I don't want to do that. And I I saved up money. I worked uh, a lot this summer doing a lot of random weird jobs, uh, to help save up money and do some video editing work. Um, and, um, so I was like, yeah, I want to go. And again, even if like, I guess this makes another point, but uh, another part that calms me down and something I, I keep reminding myself. And I knew going into this as well is that even like, say for example, things aren't how, as we expect, or there's some things that are just not that good. And we're like a little upset about it. Um, I, it, we're not there for only one year. The plan is to go like for the one year. And if there's hard things and after that year, we're going to renew the contract it's kind of new beginnings. I could be like, Hey, like, I don't like this or I don't like this place. I'm going to move, you know, I, and by then hopefully, you know, my Japanese will be better and we'll have just a better idea of the situation. So right now, um, going into it, I know that like, 
I definitely expected like, okay, this first year, there's going to be some things that I'm not going to like. And I'm going to, some things that we just can't prepare for and we, we can't really expect. It's just a bummer because I thought that these things like the apartment and the plane ticket and all that stuff, I thought I had it all planned and figured out. And now like right at the last minute, as I'm getting my visa, when I should be excited, it's like all not that at all. It's like, I, I no longer have any control over it. Um, and these, you know, time difference delays in emails isn't helping too much. And just that I'm just like, Hey, what about this? A day goes by, two days goes by response. And then he has a question. And then I, it's just like, all right, this is great. But like, we only have two weeks and I'm starting to get a little stressed. And I haven't said that cause I don't want to like, you know, again, it's my first job and I'm not trying to be a burden in any way, but I mean, yeah, let's be honest. I'm a little concerned, but again, again, I keep reminding myself that at the end of the day, you're still going to Japan. There might be delays in the visa. Worst case scenario. Here's the worst case scenario right here. So that I think that's the healthiest way to look at anything like this is like, what is the worst thing that could possibly happen? And are we going to be okay? Answer to that is, yeah, we'll be fine. It'll suck, but it will be fine. Here's the worst case scenario. We go to Japan on the 18th. Well, I leave, I fly out the 16th and arrive on the 18th in Japan time. I arrive on the 18th, two days before my visa was supposed to let me in. They say, you can't come in for another two days, sit here on this bench for two days. That would suck absolute ass. But I do have a laptop. I do have my phone. I do have like a book and some games. It'll suck horribly, but we can figure something out, right? I still don't think that's going to happen. But worst case scenario, yeah? Two days later, I leave and I meet up with my boss and he takes me to some fucking dumpster of a place that I have to stay to for stay at for the next couple weeks before we find an apartment damn that sucks but at least i'm staying somewhere and he even said in his email like we're he's like let's figure out where you're gonna stay for like until we find your apartment and that's that's my biggest thing is you know you start to worry about the worst things and right now we're thinking like what's the worst case scenario the actual worst case scenario would be like him going actually we're not gonna find you an apartment because we don't feel like it and that's just too bad and where what position would i be in to say like you can't do that because i'm i'm now working for the guy he's kind of my my like my person for letting me into japan you know he's my boss like all these things and i'm like shit is this like what if this guy's a fucking scumbag i started thinking that um but let's be honest he's not and i don't think he is and again we'll we'll see we'll we'll find out this next year if he is i don't think he is and again my my friend i have a friend who works there who literally says like eric you and i are really lucky because he's he really is a sincere nice guy he might seem busy or that he's ignoring your emails but trust me like once you get here you're gonna love it and i was like okay so he keeps trying to like calm me down because he can tell i'm stressed um but what if he's a scumbag too we don't even know this could be a big conspiracy um uh so the, again I'm, I'm just thinking of the worst of the worst here so that would be the worst thing in my opinion is if he was like oh you're gonna work for me but we're gonna have you stay at this dorm instead that would really suck but here's where i don't he's not gonna do that because in the email or i don't think so at least we'll see um everything's kind of up in the air at this point in his email he said like until we find your apartment like we're gonna find your apartment but until that we need a place for you to stay for a couple weeks i'll let you know where that is unless and then he was like do you have any like preferences or something like that and i was just like airbnb is that okay and he might not know what that is so he might say no to that but i don't i i, I don't know where he'd want me to stay other than that even if he was just like hey come stay at like this sounds weird but but just let's let's be mature if he was like you can stay at my place like just temporary again he's like a new boss and he's just kind of starting this thing if he had said that i'd be a little like oh okay um you know staying with your boss one that's weird and like let's let's not even think about that stuff (laughs) um uh but i'd be okay with it i'd be like yeah sure free place to stay you know i understand this is a weird circumstance and like this is kind of weird for all of us temporary right there's i feel like this first month in japan is going to be kind of a shit show i feel like um and that being said he was also like we like the date that i'm actually going to be starting work we haven't figured out but i i'm pretty sure he wants me to start in september because basically the way he and again this is where like the misinterpretation comes in and it's hard to like confirm it um without asking too many questions it's like one step at a time here for most important steps are visa did you get it yes well first it was like graduation coe and visa we've done all that next was airplane we got that might have visa issues but what the hell we're going we're like i'm going to japan regardless like i'm getting on a plane and arriving at the airport regardless what happens with the visa next is yeah the apartment shit and um i'm losing my train of thought again i apologize but basically that's like these are all the things that i'm just like damn it i i thought that oh what was it ah something he said um oh i got my my train of thought back he he had said that um 
he's like, I would love you to come to Japan before September. Is that okay? I said, absolutely. I'm ready to go. Like, I want to get there as soon as possible. I, I actually told him that. I'm like, I, I'm okay with coming as soon as possible. Please let me know. You know, I'd love to be there. My bags are packed. And they literally are. I'm not, that's not even a joke. They are packed. Um, so with that being said, if he's like, I'd like you to come before September, it sounds like the earliest I would start work is September, like September 1st. And I, even then, I don't know if he would have me start that soon, depending, but even if he did, that's fine. Cause again, I'm arriving on the 18th. Uh, my only concern with that is I would hate for him to have me start work if I'm not in my apartment yet. That's my, I think that's one of my biggest concerns right now. I know I have a lot of these concerns, but like my overall one with all the apartment and stuff like that, but I know it's like, I'm worried about the visa, but I know I'll be able to get in at some point regardless. I'm a little worried about the apartment, but I know we will get an apartment because he's like, we're going to go to the, we're going to go to the real estate place and find you a place. He said that my next concern of course is where to stay. My biggest concern, I guess now and it's the one I really don't have like an answer or like something to fall back on going like, oh yeah, you don't have to worry. The biggest one is that I won't be living in my apartment when I start work. That was kind of like mentally, I was like, I want to get my apartment. I want to furnish it, be comfortable, settle in for a few days, you know, catch up on my sleep because my sleep schedule is going to be really bad, you know, get comfortable, set, you know, fill up my fridge with food, all that stuff, and then start working. And then that way I can go, I can start my nine to five, my two to 10, whatever they have me do. Um, cause there's a couple different days like that. Sometimes I'll be in the afternoon, sometimes in the morning because they have different, uh, schools. So it depends on like, you know what they have me do. They may even have me do a little bit of like both each day. Like it's kind of up in the air, but I'm living in an area where it's both close enough regardless. Yeah. I was just hoping to kind of get my apartment, all that shit out of the way. Just cause it, for me right now, it's just kind of stress, like not stressful, but I'm excited and I'm so excited about it that I'm, I'm, I'm stressed if it doesn't like work out or something like that. So it sounds like I'm going to arrive and maybe for a week or two, not be living in an apartment and looking for one. But in that meantime, like, what am I going to be doing? Of course, like I'm going to be probably getting a, a, a SIM card in Japan for my phone. Um, so that I'm like a legit, I have a legit phone number in Japan. Cause right now I don't, um, he's going to help me get my bank account set up. And also so that I can transfer money between my American account and my Japanese one seamlessly. Um, and I get, and then I guess I have to get a bike. Um, I think he's going to help me buy a bike, but also like, when we're looking for an apartment, I don't know if we're going to find an apartment that's already furnished. That's the only bonus that could come out of this is when I was looking at apartments online, I didn't really seem to find any that were pre-furnished and I couldn't figure out like the options where to do it. Cause I was only using one website. Um, I couldn't really find the option to be like furnished, excuse me. Um, so I was like, okay, but I was, again, I've saved up money and I was like, I'm ready to buy my own appliances. I'm going to be there for a few years. Even if I only used them for three years, I could probably sell them used. And even if not, like I'll, you know, whatever, um, it would be fine. It wouldn't be that ridiculous. Um, but maybe if we go to the realtor, so here's like the positive things that we're thinking out of this. If we do go a real estate agent, maybe we could be like, I'd like to find a place that's mostly furnished. I would like a washing machine and a refrigerator already installed, please. Because all the rest, like a rice cooker, a water boiler, uh, I don't know, whatever, everything else I could buy that. Like that's, that's small stuff that I probably have to buy regardless, but a fridge and the washing machine were the ones that I was most concerned about. But other than that, I'll just be, you know, buying my own furniture and TV and I can do all that online. You know, I can order stuff. It's the day and age that I can just order everything off the internet without having to really, you know, know what I'm doing. I can just kind of find shit. So, um, yeah, so I'm just a little, yeah, I just, I just really hope that he doesn't like, okay, now that you're here, you're here. Uh, we're going to go to work now every day and we'll, we'll find your apartment like later on in a few weeks. You know, that, that's like the, 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 the like scared side of me starts to think that shit. Cause it's the worst case scenario stuff. Right. Um, again, I'm staying optimistic and I, I, I hope you, I don't want to like worry you guys too much or anything or think I'm like freaking out. It's just that like when it, I was starting this podcast ready to be like, we made it, we're going to be there in two weeks. Are you guys stoked? Um, that th I'm, I'm still pretty stressed. <laughs> the stress has been, I was stressed for graduation. I was stressed for my COE. I've been stressed for every step of this, um, but luckily those steps are shrinking. So I think um, the moment I'm standing in my furnished apartment, uh, I will be a lot less stressed. Once we have everything kind of set up, or at least roughly set up, even if I'm just in the apartment with my bag sprawled out and I don't even have like a fridge yet or anything, as long as I'm there and it's like, okay, I'm living here. Okay. You know, things like, like that's the moment we're building up to. So I'm really excited. I hope, don't worry about me. I'm doing okay. Uh, it's just, yeah, that's like the reality of it. But again, the good and the bad. I, I want this channel to be very blunt on my experience. You know, one, to be helpful for you guys. One, second, to be therapeutic for myself that I can just explain it. Uh, but three, just to be real. 
you know, I want to keep some, I feel like a lot of channels on YouTube, they only glorify like the good things in life. And that can be good. If you're having a shitty day, you might not want to watch someone complaining about things, but um, this is more like educational. This is more informational for people who are considering moving to Japan. Some of the things to look out for. First thing, buy a plane ticket before you get a visa and confirm with your boss that that date that you're arriving is okay with him because that way you can go and get the application and actually put the real date and not lie and put like what you're actually going to be getting to Japan. So I was a little bummed out about that and because my, my biggest fear is like I've worked all the way up to this just to like put the wrong date and it's going to fuck it all up. It's not, but it may delay things, hopefully not more than a couple days, but um, in a perfect world, we're going to get to Japan on the 18th. They'll say, come on in, Eric Abroad. We've seen your channel. Good guy. Get, get in here. Guy, what are you nuts? They'll let me in. My boss is standing there at the door with a bouquet. I don't need a bouquet of flowers, but like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a, like a, like a perfect scenario. He shows he's got, they got balloons. Everyone's there and they got a van. They're like, give us your luggage. We're going to the real estate place and we're going to get you an apartment right now. We go get an apartment. We find it. It's fully furnished to the brim and it's cheap and it's right near Namba. It's in the perfect spot. We go right there and uh that's the perfect scenario and then i start week like two weeks later probably not gonna happen though <laughs> um so yeah i guess um over the next few weeks well the next two weeks i'll there's not much to really keep you guys posted on except for if i hear back from my boss obviously i'll be doing more podcasts leading up to when i leave um i'll keep you guys posted i'll let you guys know what happens um that's basically all i really wanted to discuss today i think yeah um, I guess one last thing, if there's anyone still listening, I know not everyone listens this far into it. So this is just for anyone who's, who's made it this far. I know that a lot of YouTubers, this is an honest question. Cause I'm really ignorant with this shit. I don't use Facebook a lot. Like I have an account and I put pictures on there mostly for my mom and my dad, because when I was abroad, that was like their one requirement. They're like, you don't have to call us or anything. We don't really care about that. Just, just keep us like, just post shit, you know, um, just so we can like check in on our son. And I'm like, that's fair. So I, I've gotten used to doing that. And now I tend to like post a profile picture. I don't even advertise my Facebook on YouTube because I, you know, I, I it's like personal shit. And even if you found me, like it's whatever, but I don't really add people I don't know. Um, so I don't use Facebook a lot, but I know that a lot of YouTubers create the, the, the faith, the Facebook fan pages, uh, which I've seen. I'm like, I know what they are. You can make a little page and it's just for the thing and you can like it. And then if they post on it, it like updates you and shit. Um, I thought that was pretty cool, but I never really thought I would need one. And even if like a ton of comments in on this podcast say like, please make one, I probably will wait probably a few months, maybe six months, maybe even a year until I make one. Cause I just, I don't want to, I, I leading up to this, uh, my friend helped me build a website. We, we did the Patreon. I got a bunch of other social media things like, you know, just personal stuff. And when we're in Japan, those will obviously pick up and be more interesting and more related to Japan and less just random shit. Uh, but, um, the last thing I want to do is work on another page. So I'm not going to do that right now, but I just wanted to get your guys' opinion. Like real, not just saying like, would you like me to wait, make one? Because that's an easy, you could just say, yeah, please do it. Cause like, whatever, like I actually want to know, like what, what are the, the pros and cons of a Facebook page? Like why, why should I make one? And like, is, is it any better than, uh, just updating on Twitter or on why well, I, I post on Patreon, but not everything is public. Um, but I also have my main website, ericabroad.tv. I know it's not like, it's not meant to, to, for you guys to check out. It's more like if I met someone on the street and they're like, you have a channel. And I said, yeah, you can check out my website. And they did. And then like, it's more for them, like a profile for myself. Um, but I, I, I am going to be posting blogs on there occasionally, but is Facebook is a Facebook fan page actually something that you guys would like think is like good for the channel. Um, and if so, could you send me like examples of ones that are good? Um, because I'd like to look into that. I'm really ignorant with Facebook, to be honest. I don't really know a lot about it. Um, I just don't really like it. And, um, but a lot of people have mentioned it. Like, have you ever considered making one? And I'm like, not really, but I'll look into it. So if you are interested, let me know. I actually already like made a page for it just to take, just to like get the, I guess the name for it, like out. So it's like for sure mine, um, but it's private right now. Cause there's nothing on it. So maybe in the future we can do that. And I, you know, maybe that would be a cool way for me to be, be able to check in with you guys off of the podcast and all that shit. Um, I already feel like I, I, I am pretty engaged considering I'm doing all this myself, but it might just be another way and something to just, for littler things or any meetups, it might be easier to post on there. So sorry again about that beeping. Yeah, so that's the that's the big update. Again, I, my sound effects died, but we did get the visa and we are going to Japan. Those are the biggest questions. Are you going to Japan? Yes. When are you going? August 16th is when I'm leaving for Japan. I will be arriving in the on the 18th Japan time and hopefully not getting too fucked over at the visa immigration and things like that. And yeah, 
So stressed, but good stress. Either way, we're again, we're going to Japan. Um, it's just a matter. It's just not. I think. I think the way that it's playing out, as far as the 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 steps that we're taking, is just not what I had in mind. So it's just kind of got me like saying, "Damn it!" a lot. But I have two weeks to kind of wait for this to get going. Um, the I'm trying to pick a specific day that I would love to do one last final, uh, not a last, but a final Amer in Amer while in America, a final um, live stream. We've done a few in the past. Uh, if you've checked those out, we basically it's kind of just like this podcast right here except it's live on YouTube and there's a chat that's like on the screen. So anyone can post questions or post things. Um, oh, I actually forgot before we end this. I have had a couple questions come into my email. Um, again, on my, on my, I've recently been asking people to do this, kind of a new thing. But if you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the podcast or just answer in general, basically what I do, um, if you send me an email to ericabroadjapan at gmail.com, you can find it on my YouTube page if uh, you just want to check that out later. If you email me with the subject saying like, you know, podcast question, whatever, I'll read the question and respond to it myself in person unless it's a question that's like, I mean, if someone's like, hey, what book do you use for Japan, Japanese? And it's like that broad. I mean, I get that question so much that I might just be, have to be like, I'll reference you to some video where I mentioned or so. I don't know. You know what I mean? Some of the, I, I probably can't answer every single one, but if it's like a good question and one that I, I answer here on the podcast, I will answer it in person on via email as well. So I think I got a couple. I'm just going to pull them up and see what I got here. Um, the first one was funny. This is one I can't even answer or really meant or like talk about here on the podcast, but <laughs> someone literally, his name was, uh, Didi, uh, from Indonesia literally sent me a, a picture of, uh, his Instagram, like messaging showing a message that he sent to my Instagram. It doesn't say when, but probably a few months ago, them messaging me and with my like lack of a response. So I apologize, DD. I must have missed that. Um, again, uh, Instagram does get a lot of messages, and sometimes I'll open them and forget to respond to him. Uh, so he just sent me a picture of that, basically saying like, "Why the hell have you not responded to me, asshole?" <laughs> so I'll have to go and find him on my Instagram later, I guess. Uh, the act, the first actual question uh, that I got this week was from Ryan. He says, "Hey, Eric." Um, We'll be heading to Osaka around the middle of August for a couple of weeks. So you're going to be arriving right when I get there. Except I'm going to be in stress town figuring out apartments and shit like that. Hopefully not trying to kill myself. Um, wondering if you know any cool spots besides the usual Osaka castle, etc. Uh, or any cool shops. And here's the one where I need your guys' clarification. I didn't understand this. He says, in parentheses, I'm really into camera stuff or thrift stores with a wink is that like a porn shop i'm really into camera stuff or thrift stores if someone did that to me in real life i'd be like excuse me <laughs> i don't know how to respond to that unless that's just like a but but it wasn't even like a winky face it says like in parenthesis or like in uh the what do you even call those that uh, whatever the stars he says uh wink like in words so uh camera stuff or thrift stores wink I have no idea what you're implying there, guy. Sorry. Uh, and then sorry for the bother. No, no, no bother. You're, this is, I asked people to send me emails on here. That is no bother. I don't understand your uh, implication on the wink there, but uh, your question on where to visit outside of the usual. So I get these questions a lot and it'll be a lot easier to answer when I get there because I kind of did a lot of those spots as a tourist myself. And even me going back this year, I'm still going to be a tourist in mentally for a couple of years, I think. Um, aside from Osaka Castle, I would check out, there's a town, and you you may have already seen this, but there's another kind of touristy area, but it's still very Japan, called Shinsekai. In English, it's like New World. I would check that out. They're really famous for a dish. Uh, just all the restaurants there are really known for a dish called Kushikatsu, which is kind of this deep fried thing on a stick, and you dip it in barbecue sauce and eat it. Don't double dip. Um, really good, and I love that whole area. Um, if you are looking for, I do have a suggestion for, if you're looking for a hot spring, I would love to recommend you to the one that I actually want to recommend, but I don't know the name of it. It's in Kyoto. So you could probably just type in like, well, there's a million, you know, onsens, the hot springs in uh, Kyoto, but I found one that was super traditional. So I'm sorry. I don't know the, the name of it. Maybe you could just find one. I guess I'll just encourage you go to Kyoto and try to find an onsen and just go there. 
Um, but there is a place I can recommend. It's right next to Shinsekai, the place I just recommended, called Spa World. Um, it's it's basically like a family fun center of onsens, but it also has like basketball courts, soccer courts. Maybe not basketball courts, but it's like an athletic area. Like it has a, it has a gym, it has like yoga shit, but it also has like a huge hot spring area. And it's I think it's indoor and outdoor. Yeah, I think they have outdoor ones too. It's like a bunch of floors, but it's really famous. It's called Spa World. I think it's like 10 bucks for the whole day. Absolutely go if you can, or any other hot spring if you can. That's my other recommendation. Lastly, I mean, people ask for like, you know, just random recommendations altogether. If you like video games, this might be a, 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 a long shot, but a lot of people go to this shop. It's famous on YouTube, so a lot of people already know it, but it's called Super Potato. Um, there is one in Osaka. I would recommend that if you're into games. I think it's great. It's super overpriced. But they own like every retro thing ever made and it's all Japanese. I think it's badass as hell. If you have like more questions than that, like let me know. But again, I'm pretty new. To, I only lived there for a year, man. Like I, I went to a lot of spots and a lot of the 90% of the places I went to, I didn't know the names of them. I was just with friends and they're like, hey, we're going to go here. And I said, cool. And I, I personally find that fun. But it is sad when people are like, oh, where did you go last night? And I'm like, I don't know, but the food was dank. And like, you know, I don't, it's just like, that's kind of how I lived my whole year in Japan. I didn't want to go with any preconception, any notion or anything. I wanted to just go um, and just like go wherever people take me. And that's what I did. So I hope that helps. Um, Second and last question for today, and we'll wrap up this podcast, uh, is from Nancy. She says, hi, Eric, congrats on receiving your visa for Japan. Thank you. I remembered one of your podcasts you mentioned and wanted to, oh, you mentioned wanting to meet other YouTubers in Japan and collaborate with them. I did, uh, because I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. Have you heard of a YouTuber named Tan Tobata? Um, I, I read this email before I started the stream, so I did give him a Google. So I do now, but when I read the email, I did not know who it was. Uh, she says he's located in Southern Osaka and does a lot of videos on the Kansai dialect. That's cool. Maybe you two could make a video together, just a thought. Keep up the good work, Nancy. That's a good idea. So I, I pulled up his channel, but I uh, when I'm while I'm doing the podcast, YouTube doesn't let me play videos back because of my audio settings. It's just weird. So I couldn't watch the videos. But after this is done, excuse me, I'm burping. I had dinner before this. I apologize. That's embarrassing. Um, I'll check them out. That sounds cool. Yeah, anyone, but if anyone else has any suggestions, because I got a huge list of suggestions the last time I was there in March. Uh, I wonder if I have it handy here. I seriously, people wrote down on my live stream. They suggested like 20 names. Oh, come on. Where is it? I thought I had it like right here. Anyways, I have it written in this same notebook. This is the one I brought to Japan. Oh, right, right here. It was like Steph Choi, Life with Anne from Japan, Mike Abroad, Simon and Martina, Rachel and June, uh, Kathy Cat, Kim. There's like a there's like 100. Um, so there's a lot of channels that I could check out. Um, but you, you mentioned one that's specifically in Osaka, so that's great. And he, it looks like he's a smaller channel. He has like 4,000 subs. Um, I'll check out his videos, and if he seems cool, I'll, I'll hit him up. Yeah. I, I would, again, once I get there, I'd love to do some collab shit because I've never done it. And I think, you know, let's be honest, it'll it'll help promote the channel, but it'd be fun to meet other YouTubers and try some freshen things up, you know? Um, but thank you for the suggestion, Nancy. I guess less of a – I guess you had a question in there, but more of a suggestion. So I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. So, again, any questions or any suggestions or anything – um, feel free to email me on there, uh, ericabroadjapan at gmail.com. All right, you guys. So that pretty much wraps up everything that's on my mind. Um, super, don't get me wrong. I am so excited. Um, basically from the time I post this podcast, I have two weeks until I move from, move to Japan. So if you're watching this later, I'm, I've probably already been in Japan for a while, but like if you're watching this right now, right now, um, we're leaving for Japan in two weeks and I couldn't be more stoked, but I also couldn't be more nervous not in a bad way i'm not insecure or like feeling vulnerable i'm just a little shaken up just like oh shit so i don't know all the details yet so i asked my boss how long it'll take to find an apartment that's kind of my biggest concern right now like is this going to take a long time or is it just a week or two and if so where can i stay if he answers that question and i hope that he says like we're gonna look and hopefully get you in a place within one to two weeks and you're free to stay in an Airbnb if you want. We'll pay for it. If he says that, or if he's like, we have a place where you can stay for free. If he says that, I'll be like, that's fine. And then, but on top of that, when would you like me to work or start working? 
because I, I'll, I, that's a lot. Again, I'm doing this, like I said, I'm doing this in layers. I don't want to overwhelm them and I don't want to spook them off because I'm like, I feel like I just, I got really lucky in getting this job. I don't want to be too overly overwhelming. But when he replies like, it'll take this long and we'll have you stay here. I'm going to respond saying, that's great. When can I start work? I would love to furnish, have some time to adjust and figure out apartment shit and move everything in before I start that, if possible. Please let me know. So I'll keep you guys updated as that happens. I'll probably do another podcast here uh, probably next week, I guess, if I get more responses, some stuff that we can talk about. But um, otherwise, yeah, I'll see you guys in the next podcast. Um, I am going to be doing – let me think. I'm kind of thinking this on the fly here, so bear with me. But I leave on the 16th. I would love to do a live stream either like the day – probably not the day I am leaving, maybe the night before. I don't know. I don't want to set anything because in case like a really cool plans comes up like with a friend or family or something like that, but I'm probably going to mark off like the 15th and 16th as like no, no days for like friends and shit. You know, I kind of just want to be like, you know, this is my last two days. I'm spending it with my family and I have to pack it. You know, they'll understand. Um, so I think for now, let's go ahead and schedule this unless something comes up that's drastic and I have to change it. I don't think it will. And if it does, I'll post it everywhere I can. I apologize. Let's plan. I don't know the time yet, but for now, let's plan on the the 15th of August. I'm going to do it on the 15th. I'll probably do it the night before I go to bed. Yeah, but I'll, I'll figure out the exact time that we're going to do that. So it might not be convenient for everyone as far as time, just because I'm still in America. So for any European viewers or Japanese viewers, I know it's very different. Once I'm in Japan, that's going to totally swap. Um, but I will keep you guys posted with that. Uh, on uh, whenever get that going. I think it'd be fun to have just a live stream, hang out, maybe have some drinks or something and just chat about like what we're excited about and just hang out, maybe play some games and shit. Um, yeah, and just get excited for Japan. That's Even even though I'll be like kind of nervous for all the visa stuff, like, you know, again, I'm flying to Japan and at the worst case scenario, I'll just hang out with you guys in the airport for two days. <laughs> so please hang out with me and keep me busy. Thank you guys for watching. If you like the video or any other things on my channel, please give me a like, comment, and a subscribe if you have not done so yet. Um, again, thank you to anyone who is supporting me on Patreon. I hope that uh, anyone supporting me on Patreon right now just knows that we, you know, again, we're, we're waiting for Japan. We're not even there yet. So if you're supporting right now, uh, just know that you're kind of just supporting me from the bottom of your heart. And uh, we will be doing like live streams and shit like that. And I will be posting more content. But of course, once we get to Japan, um, I'm going to be treating YouTube more as a part-time job unless like life is 100% not what I expect it to be. But I hope it's to be like kind of a nine to five, a 10 to two kind of deal uh where i can schedule hours every day every other day something like that in order to do uh youtube that's a part-time thing so thank you guys for the support i uh hope you look forward to much new future content a lot of new shit and um it's gonna be i'm excited i'm nervous in a good way because i mean anyone that you'd be crazy not to be a little nervous right um but it's gonna it's gonna be all good so good or bad you guys are here along for the ride with me um, so yeah, let's experience this shit together, I guess. Have a good night, everyone. Have a great week. And I'll see you guys next time with another uh, video about or from Japan. See you guys next time. Peace.